Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. The Bible. We'll just talk about the Bible for a second. Uh, people often point out that they can't help it. They can't help with the anti-gay bullying because it says right there in Leviticus, it says right there in Timothy, it says right there in Romans that being gay is wrong. We can learn to ignore the bullshit in the Bible about gay people the same way the same way we have learned to ignore the bullshit in the Bible about shellfish about slavery, about dinner, about farming, about menstruation, about virginity, about masturbation. We ignore bullshit in the Bible about all sorts of things. The Bible is a radically pro-slavery document. Slave owners waved Bibles over their heads during the Civil War and justified it. The shortest book in the New Testament is a letter from Paul to a Christian slave owner about owning his Christian slave. And Paul doesn't say, Christians don't own people. Paul talks about how Christians own people. We ignore what the Bible says about slavery because the Bible got slavery wrong. Tim, uh, Sam Harris, in Letter to a Christian Nation, points out that, if the, that the Bible got the easiest moral question that humanity has ever faced wrong. Slavery. What are the odds that the Bible got something as complicated as human sexuality wrong? 100%. So you can tell the Bible guys in the hall, they can come back now because I'm done beating up the Bible. <laughs> it's funny as someone who's on the receiving end of beatings that are justified by the Bible, how pansy-ass some people react when you push back. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 45 of Cognitive Dissonance. I'm going to title this one Echo Chamber. Echo- <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, we, you know, maybe we should have a, a a midlife crisis one soon. I mean, but it seems it seems odd that forty five. We should have probably done that around the thirty sixes. I guess, especially for our body types. You know, for my body type, my midlife peaked at the twenties. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to make it to fifty. I got six good twenty two. I got six more good years out of this body. That's all I'm looking at. About six. You know, I, I didn't read the Tolkien books, man. But how long did Gimli yeah. live? You know, like I got the. He and I have a lot of similarities, you, do, you, you do. know. Is, although I can't rock a beard no, quite so no, heavily. No, no, 
but uh, but if you did have I mean, a long beard like that, you should braid that fucker. If I had a long beard like that, I would be a fucking hero to men and women <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that fucking beard was spectacular. Admittedly, admittedly. So the first story we're gonna go over is from ESPN. <laughs> this is the only this is time the I have read. ESPN. Yes, this is the first. This is a first for us uh, on this show. This is a first for me personally. Yeah. ESPN, are you fucking kidding me? Ron Brown defends anti-gay stance. Uh, Nebraska assistant coach Ron Brown. Uh, it's it's funny. He says uh, you know he's got some he's got some views on the on the homosexuality issue. Generally not pro. Yeah. <laughs> not he's certainly not for them. Yeah, he's not wearing a rainbow shirt anytime soon. And he says, uh, this is a great quote from him. He says, to be fired for my faith would be a greater honor than to be fired because we didn't win enough games. I haven't lost any sleep over it. Um, listen, dipshit, uh, you wouldn't be fired for your faith. You'd be fired for your bigotry. Right, exactly. And uh, if that's an honor, I, for one, would love to honor you. This is a guy... That plays games for a living. <laughs> right. He doesn't even play exactly. the Exactly. It's like he, he helps the coach tell other people how to play the game. What, what I like is that he is his job, like your fucking job, dude, is to be an assistant coach. And your fucking the end of year uh, performance appraisal is did I win enough games? That's what you're fucking being being uh, assessed for. Uh, who cares what you have to say about homosexuality and or anything else other than the game you play? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, these fucking quasi-celebrity motherfuckers, shut your fucking pie hole. <laughs> they have just— You exist so people win a thing. Right, right. I don't know what—look, I'm not going to pretend I have any idea who this guy is in the sports world, yeah, right? right? Like, right. That's not—I'm not faking that one. Um, but I will say you're absolutely right. This guy's got a job. His job is to make sure the ball goes the place you want it to go. That's fucking ubiquitous for all sports. So I can say that and feel pretty comfortable. What's awesome is I don't even know what ball it is. I don't either, right? But it doesn't I don't even matter know the if it's shape bad. of the ball. I, put yeah. the ball in the place. I, it could be oblong. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I don't even I didn't even get that. I mean, I didn't pay attention well enough to know whether or not he's a football coach or a basketball coach. I didn't even pay attention to the article. But this guy seems like a complete dipshit from reading this article. He you know he he talks about uh, the Bible. This is ultimately if you don't have a relationship with him and you don't really have a Bible believing mentality, it's not really a thing. Really, anything goes. <laughs> really, anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes without a Bible-believing mentality. So you're, you're telling me that the majority of the earth, the majority of the people in the world who do not have a Bible-believing mentality, that's most of earth. They're just, they're just fucking running rampant. Anything goes. Like no morality. Morality only exists in Bible-believing mentality right. peoples. right. Consider That's the prison it. population. <laughs> right. Not, the prison population over yeah. in the United States overwhelmingly yeah, Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Also yeah. in prison. Well, 
<laughs> also unbelievably yeah. violent. I figured it out. It's yeah. football. It's either football or they're starting to play basketball outside and all the team, the team has huge shoulders. That's, you know, I'm not, I, I'm pretty sure it's football though. Um, there's a part of this That's... article that I, I liked quite a bit. He says that he uses his position for ministry and he tries to incorporate like like the Bible into what he does. And I'm thinking like, what, what do you tell your people? Like, like what, you know, we should all follow what Jesus said. Red 21, red 21. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like what did, what did Jesus say? Go on a fucking, you know, go on a post in and, you know, jump over the fucking safety and catch the ball and run for a touchdown. What did Jesus say about football? I'm presuming that the combination of words you just used. Had yeah. <laughs> I don't, Actually, have any way to verify that information for our listeners? But yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, fucking be the assistant coach, stupid. That is what you are paid a money for. So this next story is from Huffington Post. Uh, Adele Imam, a rab- Arab comedian, sentenced to jail for offending Islam. I, I mean, really? Like, you're coming after comedians now. Comedians. Yeah, we don't want them to be funny. We don't want them to accidentally say something that would offend Islam. How do you even offend a religion? Like, the religion is just like, oh, I did not find that amusing. I, what? I don't get this at what? all. It's like, like learn to fucking take a joke. This it's absurd. It, it's when you when you're so fucking hung up about your uh, religious sensibilities that you can't look at a comedian and be like, oh, he's poking a little fun. Ha ha ha. Okay. I mean, sometimes people poke fun. That's that's what comedy does. How does comedy exist? Without a subject of its comedy. Right. And and oftentimes That's, the funniest stuff is the most controversial stuff. The stuff that makes you squirm right. a little that you know I probably shouldn't be laughing at. Oh, that's an awful thing. I probably shouldn't be laughing laughing at that. That's the stuff that specifically is normally the funniest stuff. Right. And if if, if being transgressive in this culture means, you know, being a little critical of, of the national – Religion. I mean, then that's that's going to be what comedians do. That's, I mean, good grief, you fucking joyless asshats! It's comedy. Just don't laugh. Like, don't just don't buy the two drink minimum and show up at the club. What the no fuck? Kidding. There's no sense of humor here. And I mean, really, you need to you need to just just recognize that your faith is robust enough to withstand a little ribbing. I know, come on. And when your faith is not robust enough to withstand a joke here or there or a lot of jokes or criticism or people who don't believe in your faith, then your faith isn't worth much. I love this next story, Cecil. I love it so fucking much. <laughs> I love the picture, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the picture is great. This is uh from Fox News. Fair and balanced. It's fair and balanced. Like us. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, let's not let's not chamber. pretend that we're not fucking. You ain't getting no fair and balanced shit from us either, man. So uh, it's almost like we select yeah, which stories like, to. Yeah. It's like a process. No, yeah, we just fucking. Where and I arbitrarily decide yeah. what we can laugh at this week. Uh, Jurassic Lark. I love the name of the Jurassic Lark. That's I clever. Clever. 
expedition to seek living dinosaurs in Africa. Um, so some dipshit in Missouri with no training in biology. Put that out there. No training in biology. Is going to go to deepest, darkest Africa. <laughs> And wander aimlessly about until he dies of dehydration and disease in the search for dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yes. And giant spiders the size of dogs. Yes. <laughs> because that seems like a thing that you'll find. And man-eating fish. Here, boy, get the fly. Get the fly. Go get the fly. <laughs> go on. You want to go for a walkies? They actually build webs so big they catch the dinosaurs in the web. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fucking brontosaurus yeah. is like stuck. Fucking velociraptor all upside down in that big. <laughs> this guy's going to die. <laughs> there's a possibility. You know, if there's, an, if there's a fucking, if there's a way to bet on this in fucking Vegas, you know, they should take advantage of that for sure. Uh, you know, here's what I don't get. Okay. First off, I'm glad it's on Kickstarter. I'm glad that you have to. Sort of that people are putting their money towards this if that's what they want to do, you know, fine. That's perfect. Um, I think that this is exactly the place that money like this should come from, uh, from, you know, from a private source that doesn't have anything to do with the government or, you know, actual right. study. Great. Go down there and do it. The thing is, is like they say they don't have uh, plenty of uh, any training really at all. No formal education in biology or zoology, the article says. And they anticipate discovering hundreds of new insect, plant, and fish species during the course of their research. Now, are they saying new as in like new to them? Exactly. It's, it's new in the sense that you have not right. experienced it. What with living in Missouri yeah. <laughs> and not being a biologist <laughs> and all. I love too that he says, you know, we're looking at, at, at live capture methods. Like maybe a tranquilizer sure. rifle. Oh, yeah. I mean, what could go wrong? Wandering around the Congo <laughs> with a gun. Congo? As a fucking Places, white yeah. dude. With $26,000 in your pocket to get back yeah. home. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, big guy. This, it's not the Ozark, right. stupid. Oh, no. Yeah. Although. You're going to die out I wouldn't want to be stuck in either one. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. I don't know which is more yeah. dangerous. Um, I do also like that on, on Kickstart, he says that, uh, you know, there have been several previous expeditions to the Congolese jungles in search of large, unknown animals. They all failed to find evidence. He believes his group's youth and enthusiasm will help them succeed what? where others fail. How much of this do you think is this guy just wants people to donate money so he can go on vacation? That, sounds, that sounds about right. Youth and enthusiasm. I could see if like car washes fail because they don't have youth and enthusiasm. But I can't see I can't see how youth and enthusiasm would even help you whatsoever in this expedition. It, it strikes me as rare that, that somebody comes back and they're like, you know, fucking sweat stained and just like, oh, my God. Did you find anything? No. Only we'd had more youth and enthusiasm. We were just. We should have brought the little rascals with us. The problem is, I I kept seeing things, yeah. and by the time I got my trifocals yeah, out, I couldn't fasten yeah. them around my ear yeah. globes back here. I couldn't. What? Youth and enthusiasm isn't a thing that's going to help you find monsters. 
And you know, you know, you know what's going to happen on this expedition too. I mean, I, I think, I think I. Yeah, I've said it. He's going to well, die. Well, I mean, I mean, they're going to be. They're going to start out. There's going to be a bunch of them. They're going to hire a bunch of natives to carry all their equipment into the woods. Their live kill traps for the dog-sized spiders and such. And slowly, yeah. one by one, they're going to be picked off. They're going to be, you know, somebody's going to disappear, and then they're going to have to search, this movie, search around yeah. for them. And then in the end, you find out that actually it's been Rosie O'Donnell who's been eating everybody. I mean, I've seen this movie before. I think you've seen it too. Um, you know, I I just think I just think the best part about this is that they have no fucking training whatsoever. So they're gonna go out right. there and be like, oh my god, I found right. this brand new butterfly, and they'll be like, yeah, that that was documented in 1926. You know, like exactly. it's gonna be the entire thing. I, good luck, stupid. <laughs> he's like he's gonna go find canine-sized tarantulas. I was reading in this article, and they said the largest tarantula uh, leg span right now is only a foot. I already think that's canine-sized. If you have like a teacup chihuahua. That's already right. canine yeah, what size. What canine exactly? Exactly like the size of what dogs come in a fucking variety of shapes. I don't want to see. I don't know if you. I noticed. don't want to see a mastiff size tarantula. That's all I'm saying. I don't even want to see it. If you find it, don't well, tell. If me. you find it, it yeah. eats you. <laughs> it just eats you, man. Yeah, you are definitely in its fucking. Uh, and he says even in here, he's like he's looking for for uh, for creatures. That kill elephants in here? He was like, oh, the creatures that kill elephants? Well, I'll tell you what creatures kill elephants. Us! We kill elephants yeah, we all kill the time. Fucking, uh, I just read an article this week about poachers in a helicopter shooting a whole herd, the whole herd of elephants. That's not a dinosaur. You don't need a dinosaur for that. You need assholes with a helicopter and yeah. a gun. And really, he wants to go to, to the Congo? I don't know if this guy watches the news. You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay! Oh my god, what's happening now? We work hard, we play hard. So this story is from The Examiner. Um, this is this story is just unbelievable. Concerned Women for America is a Christian uh, public policy group who are evidently not concerned with the women no. in America. It's, the board of directors is all men, <laughs> right? Because they are opposing, um, and they've been they've been called a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Fair um, enough. One of the eighteen most anti-gay uh, hate groups in America, um, and. Uh, they are opposing um, the uh, Protection of Women Act, and they're proposing the, pro- opposing the Protection of Women Act uh, in part because it would protect uh, lesbians and Native American women. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's not let's not pretend that Native women Mer- American women are actually human beings. I mean, that's just if they if look if if Native Americans were people. We wouldn't have been able to take all their land and slaughter them right. wholesale. What's their pitch right? to the women in this organization? Like, you know what you should do is you should be able to take a punch, punch in the face just so we can hate gays more. Like we should. I hope oh my God. I hope that all the women in this organization are willing to get bruises on their feet and on their backs where people can't see them just so we as a group can hate the gays. I, you know, your priorities are fucked up. Just absolutely fucked up when you're really saying, I want to make sure this bill doesn't pass because it would protect people whose life I don't agree with. You don't even want to protect them. You're okay with them being beaten. You say, yeah, whatever. You know, I mean, 
Just beat them up. That's good. I'll even. I want them beaten so badly. I will allow myself to be beaten. Sure. I'll. I'll take. A, I'll take a hit for the team, just because I don't value someone else's life. Um, they're concerned for America. Concerned women for America. I, why do these groups always have names like well, that? And, too? and look at number four. I was. I was bag on this, but this is ridiculous. Criminalizing erotica of all kinds is one of their fucking mission statements. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's what, not going to. What occur. does that even mean? Erotica of all kinds. I think they're saying like even even literature. I think they would even. I think you know. So they're saying not just not just like pornographic images and and videos and what have you, or drawings, because you know people could be victimized by a drawing, um, but even literature. There's a lot of these groups that are uh, extremely strident about their uh, distaste for uh, erotic literature. That's crazy. What about number yeah. five? So, Fighting for freedom of religion. You don't have freedom of religion? They have all the freedom of religion they need. They just haven't been able to impose that freedom on other people. Right. <laughs> we want you to freely choose our religion and do it right now. Well, Cecil, how about encouraging national That's sovereignty? That's the scariest one. What does that well, even mean? Sca- yeah. We are yeah. a sovereign it's nation. A sca- because what it, what it what? means is that they're so disconnected from reality that they've got to they've got to say something like that 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 that's one of their tenets. They just they they're fucking lost. They have no idea. They don't even live in the same reality as us. Right. Right. No, that's true. That's I mean that's exactly it. These people have, feel that we've lost our national sovereignty. Who are we subordinate to? What other nation are we subordinate to? What other nation passes our laws? Oh, that's right. That's not no a other thing. nation. <laughs> Some that's would say not... that our nation doesn't really pass a lot of laws either. <laughs> right. We're we're deadlocked all the time. We're deadlocked about whether we're yeah. deadlocked. <laughs> so way to go, concerned women for America. I think the women in America would be displeased. I think so too. Like, and that's why I said, like, I, I, I tend to think that this fucking, uh, that this group is run by a bunch of men, or at least it's run by a bunch of women who are listening to a bunch of men, because right. none of these things are for fucking uh, like are helping women out at all. Concerned women for no. America, preventing gays from marrying. How the fuck does that help women's fucking causes at all? You've got to think about it. You've got to think about it. So let's say that you're a woman in America and you, you, know, you wake up or what have you and you're trying to get a cup of coffee. But then two gays got married and then you couldn't have your coffee. <laughs> you see, that's wow. how that doesn't that seems work. seems tragic. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, your marriage would be destroyed. Right. My marriage, you know, my marriage would explode in the in like the fire of a thousand suns the moment fucking a I, gay marries another gay. Are you fucking serious? Right. I live in Illinois, and we don't have gay marriage. We've got civil yeah. unions, and that's good right. for me because if you know, I'm married to my wife, and if 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 a gay got married to to another gay in Illinois, I, my marriage would dissolve. My wife would stop loving me, and I would stop loving right. her. It I would immediately to. because you'd want yeah. it. You'd feel like you're missing out. You gotta go. Fu- you gotta right. have a gay I would just marriage. have to engage in just like yeah. crazy amounts yeah. of gay sex. And then uh, the next one: like, oh, outlawing well. abortion and providing personhood for fetuses. Well, then don't call them fetuses. You know what I mean? Like, I like know, if I that's the that. case, then don't call them fetuses. And then the, the number three: including creationism and biblical principles in all schools and public, public and private. Are you fucking insane? Like, what? What group of people? How did you even? I mean. The gravity of your stupidity is what brought you together. 
their, their gravity actually pulls them together. Yeah. Into a denser mass a of stupidity. denser stupid. mass of stupidity. Yeah. It's, this group go. is fucking terrifying. I've never heard of them before. I never want to hear from them again. Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. So this story is from Huffington Post. Uh, Phil Bryant, Mississippi governor, says that uh, Democrats' one mission in life is to abort children. (laughs) Well, you you got them. You really... You really got the Democrats on this one. I I, I don't think they're going to be able to recover. Uh, that is, you've, you, I mean, it's a secret agenda. It, well, that's not a secret. It's right on their mission statement. I do remember yeah. when they were trying to decide between the coat hanger and the donkey yeah. for their national symbol. Right, right. Donkey edged it out, but just by a just by a tiny vote. Sure, yeah. sure. It's their one mission is to abort. They actually want all children aborted, all of them, so that there are no children born. At all, and the human species just stops entirely. Just there's no more propagation of the species at all. Democrats just want the entire, the total shutdown of the human species. I mean, this is this is one of these issues, right? This is one of these issues that people feel so unbelievably strongly about. And I feel like we in this country don't like to talk about it. We always want to make sure that it's black and white, that there's uh, either your pro-choice and, you know, you fucking – every baby, every every uh, pregnancy you have ends in fucking abortion, hopefully on like the fucking eighth month and the 29th day, uh, you know, or you're on the other side where you're just like every – you know, every sperm is sacred. Right. And it feels like there's such a gulf in our country where no – there's no meeting of the minds. There's nobody who can – there's no debate about this this topic ever. Yeah, but we can't have that conversation. We'll never be able to have that conversation as long as people are as uh, inflammatory and divisive <clears throat> as they are right now on both sides of the argument. There's no way to, to sit down and have a reasonable conversation about, you know, when when does this become when, when does per, when is personhood something we should actually stop and consider in a reasonable way? Because if you've got you know this group that won't that won't bend, and you know a personhood begins the moment a man looks lustily at a woman. You know, like, yeah. I mean, we're t- we take it back so far. It's it's it, both sides of the argument pushed to the point of absurdity. I think a conversation of any substance is 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 not going to happen. It's just not. You know, and if it's not going to happen, then you have to just you have to just say, okay, well, fine. I mean, you, you got to protect. You got to protect nine-year-old girls that get raped, you know. Yeah, you, absolutely. So if that's going to be the case, then you have to just say, "Well, fuck it. We can't have a reason. We, this is why we can't have nice things." So we're going to pause now. We're going to take a break to give you all the information that you need to find us on Twitter, on Google Plus, on Facebook, in our email, and to send us Google voicemail. If that's not enough ways to get in touch with us, fuck you. <laughs> that's all I got. We didn't want to hear from you. Yeah, anyway. come on. <laughs> Want a tin can and a string, people? You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. 
Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. Detroit. Detroit news. Detroit. What else can you say, Cecil? I feel bad for Detroit. I feel so bad for Detroit. Uh, This is from the Detroit News Metro and State. Detroit Church holds blessing of the purses for those struggling with debt. This image is truly worth a thousand words (laughs) because there's a group of of women lined up with their purses and there's some fucking dipshit with his uh, holy water phallic decanter of death or whatever that thing is, spritzing them with wine or whatever. And then there's a woman just holding a like a like a Hello Kitty looking backpack in front of her face. <laughs> I know her face. And this woman is so poor she doesn't have a purse. She's, She's got have a kid's a purse. backpack. It's so <laughs> depressing. I like the women that brought like four and five right, purses, like thinking, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't just have one purse. I have like a bunch of purses. So I want you to bless all my purses so that my money management prayer skills go in each purse. So when I leave the house, my debt relief will hit me no matter where I'm shopping and with which purse. I, I'm blown away that somebody would. I mean, I'm not. I'm not because I'm not that fucking ridiculous. But but really. You're showing up to have your purse blessed. That is fucking retarded. That is a, <laughs> that is there's no way to possibly respect the offer to bless a purse and the recipient who's like, yeah, yeah, that seems like a good idea. I'm going to go get my purse blessed. You know, we've talked about this in so many other applications, but if there's an interventionist God and he doesn't want you to be in debt. He's not just like sitting up there twiddling his thumb saying, well, if only somebody would bless her fucking purse, I could do something about it. I can't it. get in there when it's not I, it's zipped. That's the problem. It's one of those zipper purses. I, Look, I'm an omnipotent God, but I can't get in your purse unless you bless it. Who keeps their debt in their purse? That's not where you keep your debt. Like, where's your debt at? I don't know. Debt's kind of a nebulous thing. It's actually a series of promises probably coded electronically for, you know, repayments of money's owed. Well, Fuck, that's not convenient. Bless the purse. Quick, give me your purse. What? <laughs> I hope that this guy, while he's blessing them, is pulling their credit cards out of their fan. purse. It would be so awesome if he charged money for this. I would. Oh, yeah. That, that would be great. That would be yeah. the greatest thing. He would be like Peter Popoff then. Wow. It's, you know, and I love it would be like Peter Popoff. It would be exactly it totally like would. Peter Popoff. Yeah. I like, too, that the reverend says, what can we do about the economy? What can we do about violence? Asked the reverend. Nothing. You can do nothing about those things. If your solution is to bless purses. No, well, he says right now, he says you can do something. God gives us an answer in his word. We want God to heal the land. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. There's no thing being meant there. You want God to heal the blessing a purse. Let me tell you something, son. You should get a truck full of water. And you should bless Detroit no is shit. what you should do. You should just drive around with one of those insect trucks where they just spray the <laughs> fucking shit in the air. Just put put your holy water in that motherfucker and bless the entirety of Detroit because it needs if, it. If it was really like if the magic worked in that physical – first of all, if the fucking magic was real and it worked and it needed a physical mechanism like this, 
Why wouldn't you just bless the whole fucking Lake Michigan? That's everybody's drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> it would take about 20 minutes. Yeah, and the Midwest would become the, like, the most prosperous place on the planet. You know, why wouldn't you seed the clouds with holy yeah, The water? problem is, is that, that, you know, you have to be a believer. You have to want to go to this uh, right. guy. Right. To get it. And you, and you said, is he charging? Yeah, they're, you know, they're fucking tithing. They're fucking serious. You're going to have to spend some money regardless of what, you know, it's, it's like, it's like uh, the art museum on Wednesday. You go ahead and pay what you think it's worth. Right. Right. And that's why I go free, you know. Yeah. Because if you're going to make that offer, I'm just not going to pay you any money. Right. Because I'm an asshole. I'm Raymond Massey, and I have a special message for senior citizens. Today's doctors, drugs, and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike. But there are some as phony as a $3 bill. Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery. So this story is from the Toronto Sun. Woman sues after arm amputated following holistic procedure. This is a bad idea. Um, I love the idea of the holistic procedure at the end of which you are less whole. Right? Yeah. You just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to you know, make sure that they really treat the whole self. And by the whole yeah. self, I mean uh, everything but my arm, which is getting cut off on Wednesday. Because, you know, that doesn't work. It's a half-listic procedure. Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is pretty spectacular. A 55-year-old woman is suing a holistic medical professional. Practitioner, I can't speak or read. Uh, $844,000. Basically, this, this person gave her an adjustment on her neck. Her arm, like, like immediately went numb and kooky. She's like, well, that's not a good feeling. And he told her, oh, don't worry about it. It's all in your head. It's psychological. It's not a real ailment. Oh, my God. It became a real ailment when her arm turned black. And they had to cut it off. Turns out it wasn't all in her head. It was all in her arm. That's something I, I, you just want to say to people is like, look, I know there's people that go to chiropractors. They go to these people that get these adjustments and stuff. Stay away from the neck area. The neck is such a fucking delicate fucking balance of bones and shit. That, and this is, this is not the first time that some shit like this has happened. No. Um, this type of thing happens where people go and they get a fucking adjustment and they wind up with some fucking like a broken neck, fucking paralysis. They get fucked up. Um, your spine is not anything to take fucking lightly. Um, I'm, I'm just blown away that somebody would go to, to somebody who fucks up their – neck so badly that their arm has to be amputated and when they're feeling this pain they're told oh it's psychological it's not it's all in your head it's not a physical pain it's not their fucking arm got cut off this person how are they not in jail already how are you not this is this is horrifying this person went to this doctor and trusted them yeah. You know, they showed up and said, I've got neck sprain or neck strain and I have I have a problem. You bill yourself as someone who is here to help me. And that's what you exist to do in, in the mind of the patient. That is what the doctor exists to do is to help and to go and to get not only no help, but to be injured by this person. I hope this woman wins and I hope she learned a lesson. I mean, not to go to these I think I think she has a a reminder now. Yeah, right. 
this story is from the New York Daily News, um, although we, I, I've seen it just about everywhere on the intertubes this week. Um, a Swiss woman starves to death after attempting to live on sunlight. This is a woman who saw a documentary about an Indian guru who lived entirely on sunlight and uh, fraud. And uh, she tried to live on the sunlight without the fraud. And as a result, she is dead. Yeah. Because we don't photosynthesize. <laughs> what I love is the way they, they write this. They say Swiss woman dies after attempting to live on sunlight. And I say that that's the wrong way. She definitely wanted to die on sunlight. Yeah. That's what she wanted to do. She certainly didn't want to live on anything. If you give up food and water, you don't want to live anymore. I, you know, part of me has to say, like, what incredible stick to you know? I'll tell you. She showed to this nonsense. I'll tell you. The perseverance alone when your body is just like fucking freaking the fuck out because it's starving and dehydrated. I, I could I wouldn't skip lunch to yeah. live on sunlight. Are you kidding I me? I don't skip snacks. I'm, what are you kidding me? We're doing the show now and I'm daydreaming about what I'm gonna eat for lunch. Yeah. Like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding? Yeah, I I I just you've really just maybe she went a little crazy from the dehydration. It's just hard to tell. Like I just don't know. When it says in the article, there have been similar cases of self-starvation in Germany, Britain, and Australia. What, what is with this guy putting out a documentary about living on sunlight? What could you possibly hope to gain from that other than just to have people dying because you cannot live on – we don't have chlorophyll. How would that work? How would it work? How would sunlight I, no. possibly – you could get like – Cancer from sunlight, for sure, example. Sure, sure. Yeah. Or a great tan. Yeah. Or a terrible sunburn. A, t- a terrible tan, too. Yeah, I've seen right, that. Yeah. But you can't get energy. We're not solar paneled. Like, I don't have. Are you solar paneled? Are you covered in solar panels? Because I am not covered in solar panels. Even if you ha- even if you thought this sounds great, like even if some part of this like appealed to your fucking wackadoo spiritual self. I mean, aren't you at least a little curious about how the mechanism works? We understand how the mechanism for food and water works. That shit's fucking explained. Well, before you cut out eating and drinking in favor of sun, light, wouldn't you want to know if there's any way for that to actually do something? Dying from something like this takes – it's not – you know, you just don't stop eating and then 30 minutes later you're dead. No. Like, it, it, we're talking a long time for this person to slowly wither away and just be like, no, no, I'm cool. No, I'm just going to go outside. No, I'm good, man. I don't. I know that I look like I probably just got out of a camp at Auschwitz. I know that's how I look, but it's the sun, man. The sun is just really good for me. And as you can tell by the way I look, the sun is really good. Right. And at a certain point, what, do they got to wheel the hospital bed outside? I. Isn't isn't there a point where you're just like, this is not working. Bring me a cheeseburger. Yeah. This is yeah. not. A, yeah. At, a, at a certain point, a cheeseburger won't even work anymore. Right. Yeah. You couldn't eat it. You'd, you'd have to be slowly rehydrated and and reintroduced to foodstuffs. Yeah. At a certain point, a cheeseburger, you'd say, be like, you fucking eat the fuck out of a cheeseburger. You're still dying. Yeah. You, you're dying tomorrow. Organ I mean, system hey, shut you down. You ain't putting that shit off, you know? We got fucking, we got an appointment here. <laughs> I wouldn't last the better part of an afternoon living on sunlight. 
Although, admittedly, I could probably last a lot longer than she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have to give up water, too. Yeah, water, too, I'd be fine. I got no problems. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's going to be woman, a season's change. Jesus, this podcast isn't getting canceled for another year. Yeah, what are you right? kidding We're on episode 45. <laughs> I could stop eating tomorrow. We'd hit episode 90. Yeah, no 90. Problem. No worries. No, no worries. Problem. We did episode 90. I'd still have enough energy to run the marathon. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still have enough energy for four people to run the marathon. <laughs> I've basically packed rocket fuel around my yeah. midsection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they're talking about, like, new forms of energy, they shouldn't be looking at fucking, like, drilling or any of that. So they should be just looking at how to use mine. energy it's just that looking I've at Americans, up. right? Just yeah. Like, we're walking tallow. Look at, look at the energy that I've stored up <laughs> and figure out how to use that energy. I like to think of myself as a human battery. Yeah. You know, I'm just... <laughs> human battery. I'm just a power plant. Yeah. You know, that's me. Yeah. It's, uh... You just want to stay away from my smokestack. <laughs> <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story is from News Channel 5, WPTV.com. Dun-dun-dun! West Palm man claiming to be prophet... Charged with wrecking Stewart's store, comma, vehicles. I love this. It's Stewart, Florida, West Palm Beach man, claiming to be a prophet by God, is sent to get rid of the devil's evil doings, faces criminal charges for destroying Psychic Corner and several vehicles. What was this man made of? Was it, did Iron Man go crazy? <laughs> I had no idea James Randy was this strong. I know. <laughs> So mad. He's just wielding a giant Pegasus award, just hitting ah, things with it. Oh, Randy, Randy Smash! Randy Smash! <laughs> um, what, yeah, I think that the, the two parts of this article that I think are absolutely wonderful. One is that Psychic Corner wasn't prepared for this destruction. <laughs> I think Psychic Corner should have prepared itself better. You know, those little things they put in front of the federal buildings, the poles so you can't drive a car into them, right. maybe a plexiglass storefront, some way in which to stop this guy from climbing in and destroying it. I mean, you should have saw it coming. That's all I'm saying, Psychic Corner. That's it. The second part of this article that I absolutely love is that this guy crazied himself so crazy he scared the crazy out of himself. He did. He's like, he's like, he saw what he did. He's like, fuck! How did I do? I'm crazy! Fuck! He totally did. He totally did. He's, he fucked this place up yeah. so bad. He fucked up vehicles. What yeah. does a man do to a yeah. vehicle? He spread blood, his own blood. He wrote in his own blood, and at the end, he's like, "It's a little scary. I scared myself when I saw what I did." Uh, this guy. He went so. I love too that this happened on Gun Club Road. <laughs> He went so bonkers. He's just like he's like he wakes up out of this fucking like rage that he's been in, this blinding rage, and he stops and he looks and he's like, "Who the fuck did all this?" It's like, oh yeah, you and one army. Holy shit, yeah. it was just me. What? So you got it all on tape? Oh, you saw the part where I was cutting myself and shooting blood all over the place. This guy is awesome, man. Oh, yeah, this is great. Television <laughs> You're a little so- unhinged when you could out-crazy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Television sets were ripped off the wall, and uh, he says money and shards of glass scattered on the floor. 
there was very little left in the store that was reusable. (laughs) (laughs) This must have been the most fucked up day. You're sitting in Psychic Corner, like, doing your tarot cards. This guy rolls in. (laughs) (laughs) just starts to... I love that. The, I love that the destruction was so thorough that no one thought to call the police during it. <laughs> he destroyed a car. I know. How does a, how does a man destroy its car? The, the 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 Jeep had its hood and doors open. Its leather interior was stabbed, sliced, and torn. The radio ripped out. Its electrical wires cut. <laughs> this guy was a fucking whirling path of destruction. That's pretty awesome. I love this so much. Well, I mean, I guess he got rid of the devil's evil doings in that. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Particular. You know what they say in the Bible, two wrongs make a right. Yeah, I I remember that. That's on. (laughs) It's like, um, I think that's part of the fucking, that's part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's like the first thing he says. Two wrongs make a right. And Jesus said, two wrongs make a right. We got a few emails we want to talk about. Uh, John sent us uh, a message, and John John titled his his message, "Please stop all the UFO bashing." You know, he said it was a great show, but we you know we bash on UFOs, and we should stop doing that. Um, he gave us some links to some documentaries and such, and uh, he also says that P.S. Ghosts are real, but that's for another time. Um, I I gotta say, first off, a couple things, Tom. Uh, I don't think ghosts are real. <laughs> what do you just unequivocally say? Like, ghosts are real. Yeah. Ghosts are real. <laughs> I don't That's, know if they're real, John. I, I, I don't think they are. I tend to think disagree. they're not real. Um, I think that I think that there are UFOs, though. And I will agree with him. They're absolutely 100% UFOs are real. 100%. They are unidentified but I would not call them flying because I don't necessarily think they're flying. I would just call them unidentified objects in the air. Right. I would say that that, or that appear in the air because sometimes they don't even just appear there. They're not even from the air. So I would say that there are unidentified things that people see that people think are flying saucers or some sort of visitation from aliens or some sort of uh, uh, you know advanced craft that the government has or some shit. But it's really just, you know, a figment. It's definitive that there's shit that's unidentified. But the fact that it's unidentified, attributing that to aliens is just a God of the gaps argument. Absolutely. <clears throat> You're just replacing God with aliens. Um, I think it's lazy. And um, I don't mean any disrespect, but uh, show me the evidence. I think it's, it's incredibly implausible that aliens are just showing up and buzzing aimlessly about on occasion – not interacting in a meaningful way with the general populace. They've solved all of the myriad problems of interstellar space travel and uh, all of the complexities that, that that are inherent within, and they've got nothing better to do than to occasionally zoom about mysteriously in our atmosphere. Yeah. Um, generally in rural areas. Or, yeah. You know, they, they don't land, you know... I I believe in them when they land in, you know, Central Park and they pop out and, you know, give you a a wink and a nudge. But there's no definitive evidence of aliens. There's there's anecdotes. There's uh, eyewitness accounts. Eyewitness accounts are useless as tits on a bull. Well, and and in this in this uh, message, you say, John, you say 
Um, whether, whether or not people are seeing actual alien spacecraft or a highly secret military aircraft, you can debate to some extent, but people aren't just imagining seeing these things. And I will say that's untrue. Um, yes, they are imagining seeing these things. And I'll tell you, uh, this is anecdotal and I'll admit, but twice in my life, I've been fooled by things in the sky and once on the ground that I had no idea what it was. And I'll just briefly tell you these two stories. One time I was driving in a car and I saw a light and it was a series of lights. Like it, it was like blinking and it was going very fast. And I was driving and I was like, how fast is that thing? That thing's going so fast. And I'm driving along and I'm like, that is got to be something I've never seen before. And I, I wasn't willing to call it a UFO, but I was like, that is fucking crazy. And then I stopped at a stop sign and I saw how fast it was really going because your brain can't comprehend how fast shit is going in the sky while you're moving at a fast speed. So you're thinking, oh my God, that thing is just ripping by, but it's not. It's just going the normal speed that a, that a craft might go, but your speed is enhancing the way in which it moves. And the other time I was in the woods one time and I saw a floating sphere of light and it was it was kind of like a amorphous sort of it was spherical, but it was like a floating sphere of light. It was hovering off the ground off in the distance. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I kept walking toward it and I walked toward it for about four minutes. I could not figure out what it was. It was shifting and moving. And I finally got to where it was. And it was an incline with a puddle on it. And it was the moon through the clouds that I was seeing. But I had I, – it seriously looked like a ghost or something out there like like it was moving and it was weird and it was, it was crazy. But I just walked toward it and found that it was a puddle. That shit happens all the time. It, it absolutely happens all the time. And it's – you know, it, it, I, I think people when, – when you say people aren't imagining them, I agree. They're not imagining the experience. But they are attributing uh, causes to the experience that they have no – rational reason to contribute to the experience you know they've decided that it's aliens or that it's ghosts or that it's whatever um but they don't ever prove that it's aliens or ghosts or whatever yeah i believe people have experiences that confound them but i think it's much more likely to be reflection of moonlight on a puddle Right. And I also believe, Tom, that people fake this shit. Oh, they do. People fake oh, this man, shit they fake the all shit the time. Out of it. Yep. So, you know, there are people that do imagine it because they fucking thought it up in their imagination. Right. So I just don't I just don't see these these things as credible. I just don't see, you know, do I think that there might be some sort of intelligent life in the universe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I, I don't have enough I don't have enough understanding about cosmology to, to to make that call. My tiny little brain that is not that intelligent thinks, yeah, probably. I don't think that we're that unique that we would be the only, you know, sentient beings in the universe. The universe is a big fucking place. But I don't think that there's any any reason to think that those things are here. No. But thank you for the email. And you know what? I'm happy that you listen to the show. I don't think that we market the show towards people who think like this, but I'm happy that you found that you like it, and I'm happy you're a listener. Absolutely. I think that's great. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. We got a message from Henry about this. Uh, there's a, a an article. Henry sent an article that was on Fox News about proposed law that would force churches to host gay weddings. And uh, – he actually did a little research to find out that this, is, this isn't really true. And it's funny because when Tom and I saw this article, we had gotten this article somewhere else. We looked at this article and both of us decided not to run with it because it didn't seem likely. No, and it doesn't, it doesn't have any facts in it or information in it at all. It's just, it's just like here's something that's potentially inflammatory and right. like, really, what? I don't – why would that occur? You know, like 
It, the, the only thing I could think is that, you know, churches were renting out their space. But why would you rent out your space to another religious organization? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So it doesn't. The idea just doesn't hold up. And and thanks for sending that in. And I, I like the idea that people are seeing these stories and not t- taking them at, at their word. You know, I don't care what news organization puts them up. This week we had a story that came across uh, the mail, but was also on Reuters, and it was about uh, the uh, the Egyptian law that you could still you know bang your wife a couple hours after she's dead or whatever. <laughs> it's just gave a horrifying idea. A horrifying idea. Like, what is the guy, like, stand there with a stopwatch and be like, go ahead, go ahead. It's cool. I, I, it, you still got three hours and 21 minutes left. You can go ahead and take your time, and you can do a little foreplay beforehand if you want. Is it <laughs> you know, like, like the five-second rule? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like you got a six-eye. She's still good. She's still good. Yeah, right. She's right. just a little rigor mortis. Right. right. But we found out what's 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 great is um, – not only did the the mail reported this story, but then we looked on on a bunch of other places, and a bunch of other people just took what the mail did and ran with it. Yeah, they did. But a few sites were a little more critical, and Tom found one. I found one on Huffington Post that said that a bunch of people did, had denied that this is true, and Reuters actually pulled their article. So that article doesn't even exist on Reuters anymore. So, you know, it's nice to see that other people do this too. You look at a bunch of different news sources, and if something comes up and you look at it, you're like, this is this can't be true. You know, Tom and I cover a bunch of stuff on the show that may or may not be true because it's funny. But that's one article where you're like, that can't be true. <laughs> I put it on Facebook and Twitter just when I found it throwing stuff out there. And uh, pretty much immediately our listeners were like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, right. Exactly. This is, this is yeah. not real. And I'm like, I'm glad it's not a true yeah, I don't want it to be. <laughs> I don't want it to be true either. And when we do stuff for the Facebook and Twitter stuff, that's normally that's how we, what we do is we gather stories during the week, and then now instead of uh, uh, just keeping them to ourselves, we post them on Twitter, but we and and Facebook, but we go through each of these stories and make a decision on whether or not we're going to uh, to talk about them. And which is a great segue to our next email. Tom. Um, <laughs> it is. Which is from Mark. Mark had asked us last week um, if we ever criticized Democrats and if we ever voted non-Democrat. And uh, so we answered him, and then he wrote us a nice long message. And so, Mark, we want to talk to you a little bit about what you had to say. Yeah, you know, Mark asked us in in his email, um, instead of ridiculing what a Bachman or Cain says about taxes, why not take the time to critique a Milton Friedman or Tom Sowell? Um, Because that's not what the show's about. The show's about current events, news, politics— um, and the show is about trying to find things that are funny yeah. in those things. Uh, this isn't a scholarly show. Um, it's right. just not. This is also not a reporting show. We're not reporting the news to you. We are not your news source. If we're your news source, you're doing your news wrong. Absolutely, yeah. This is an editorial show. We're having sure. a good time. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest, we're pretty much preaching to the choir. Yeah. And we're unabashed about that. I don't yeah. think that there's – I mean right in the opening, we tell you, this is irreverent. Like we're just here to have a good time and right, you right. Know, try, to, try to provide some entertainment and some humor. And uh, do we get worked up about things? Yeah. But am I going to sit and critique Milton Friedman? No, I've got an English lit degree. What the fuck do yeah. I have to say about Milton Friedman? And not only that, think about it this way. It's like, you know, we're going to critique, I'm going to ridicule Bachman and Cain about tax because they have a danger of being elected. Milton Friedman is not going to crawl out of the grave and 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 run for office. He's just not going to do it. So I don't have anything to worry about Milton Friedman's policies because there's no danger of Milton Friedman's corpse being elected president. Right. It's not going to happen. And even in the, in this in this message, you say several times uh, that you know 
uh, we get our we get all of our information from one side and we're kind of an echo chamber that all we do is we just say all of our information from one side of the issue. And I will say that there's a lot of issues on this program that there aren't two sides to. There just aren't. Um, there's not two sides to a misogynistic religious worldview. Nope. There's one side to that and I'm against it. That's it. I don't there's no logical way that you could ever convince me that that's a good wholesome worldview. There's no logical way that you could convince me that creationism has anything to offer whatsoever. The creationist isn't going to give me anything that I can use. I don't listen to the creationist because I already know what they're going to say. They're going to say God did it. Yeah, and you know, going through and elucidating all the various merits or demerits of those arguments is not this show. Right. This is a different kind of show. You're looking... I think, you know, I appreciate the feedback and thank you very much, but if you're looking for that information, there are many good podcasts that are available, that are out there, that will give you a more scholarly dissection of the issues. This show is not <laughs> a scholarly dissection of the issues. Right. We're not interested in doing that. The, that's not the niche that, that's needed right now in the skeptical and atheist community. There are a dozen or two dozen shows that will do that for you. You don't need us to come onto the scene and do that for you. So we're just not going to. I'm not interested in it. I'm not going to you know, sit around and tell you why I don't think the creationists are right. I'm going to mock them. That's yeah, exactly. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca sends a message from Scotland. Uh, she says, I love your show, and I've managed to get my boyfriend and my wee 17, wee 17-year-old <laughs> sister listening. 17-year-old, I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm okay. 17 years old, you know, as long as there's a parent or a guardian in the room, I'm okay with any age. But, you know, I, I'm a little leery about, you know, a, an 11-year-old finding our podcast on their own. Uh, you know, daddy, what's a cocksucker? You know, that sort of thing <laughs> I'm sure is going to come up. But uh, but we're happy that we you, you are the first person I think that has contacted us from Scotland. I know British Andy was in Scotland, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's Scottish. That just means he's British in Scotland. Right. Um, but you're like the first. Now watch. They're like, oh, but I'm British too. I just live in Scotland. You're like the we've ever really had a Scottish listener before. I don't. Maybe think. there are no actual. Maybe there is no true Scotsman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an email from Mike, uh, who said that. Uh, they really love the show, and they were from New Zealand. Um, they sent us somebody to take a look at. Um, we would make fun of this guy, this Bishop Brian Tamaki, but he looks like he'd beat our asses. Yeah, this guy looks tough, man. Brian Tamaki is uh, he's a tough-looking motherfucker, man. He, <laughs> he looks like he's a linebacker for the Bears. Jesus. He, he's, he's wearing those mirrored shades. He looks like Dan Hampton. He's, he's fucking huge. This guy will I, fight you into loving Jesus. You can just I don't see ever it. make fun of anybody whose neck is larger than their head. Right. I just don't do it. I just I avoid making unless you're like Newt Gingrich. Like you're then I'll make fun of you. But, <laughs> That's all but dough this anyway. Guy, yeah, it this doesn't... guy, no, this guy's neck is thicker than his face, and I'm not interested in making fun <laughs> of him. I love that he's a self-appointed bishop. Like he's yeah. what? <laughs> Who's gonna stop him? Right. Look at the guy. He just walks in. He's like, "Hey, I'm the bishop. Shut the fuck up and sit down." Yes, okay. sir. All yes, right. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Here's Mr. Your bishop. Giant hat. <laughs> he like walks in and pushes the old bishop down and just takes his <laughs> just hat. Takes his like, takes scepter. His scepter. <laughs> Mine. What? <laughs> Put the smoke up the fucking chimney or whatever you guys do. I'm the fucking bishop. <laughs> Put the smoke up the chimney. Oh, that's awesome. But New Zealand listener, though, we're happy to have people from New Zealand listening. Um, speaking of Down Under, next week, um, we are actually recording a little early so we can uh, get Jake, 
from Imaginary Friends Show. He's going to be on. Uh, we're going to try to record next week uh, during the week a little bit. Um, it's actually going to be during the week for us, the weekend for him. And uh, we might have the podcast up a little early next week, so you might want to check on Saturday. Um, because we suspect it should be done by then. But we're looking forward to talking to Jake. I just listened to his uh, his interview with Ray Comfort. He talked to that, uh, I guess, now non-mustachio gentleman, but he had a nice fucking <laughs> porn stash before. Um, and he, he going down on that banana with that big porn stash, <laughs> you know? awesome. He's just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? But, uh, but we're going to have uh, Jake on our show, and, uh, and that should be a pretty good time. So... Uh, As always, thanks for joining us, and we will leave you with the Skeptics Creed.